0: Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Bovada At Odds podcast, where you get the latest odds on all the big games. You can place your bets at the Bovada website, and the head odds maker at Bovada Sportsbook, Patrick Morrow, is part of the podcast. Patrick, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, Seth. I am uh, God, I can't believe we only have three meaningful NFL games left. Well, actually, I guess it's just three. I was thinking of the Pro Bowl, but that's virtually this year. We're going to have to figure out a way to get odds. Uh, on that up eventually. But uh, yeah, it feels good. January 19th. Uh, the seasonal effective hasn't hit me yet. I think it might be manic energy it usually hits me after the Super Bowl, but otherwise doing all right.
0: You know, it was funny last week. We talked about the two games that were going to be close, you know, small lines. And then there were two giant lines. I want to give credit to the Cleveland Browns. They held their own and that game, especially when Patrick Mahomes got hurt, that was not a sure thing.
1: No, and that that was—I uh, I think a lot of us were reacting like this. At least, the, you know, the groups that I there are groups that I roll with on Twitter, and the sewer that is gambling Twitter. All we were thinking when, when uh, Patrick Mahomes ran that read option uh, for a yard up double digit, he was already hobbling. He was already not doing good. I mean, I get he's great, he's dynamic. Who am I to you know try and limit him? But. That just seemed like quite the risk. And, you know, it's easy to say after the fact when he went down and missed the rest of the game like that. But uh, uh, yeah, you know, credits to the Cleveland Browns. You know, they kept it close. Uh, they kept it interesting. You know, Chad Henney did, th- uh, you know, we were actually, we were debating, what do you call uh, an arm punt? But it's on the opponent's 38-yard line, uh, that first pass that he threw. But he was able to rally late. Uh, you know, credit to Andy Reid for throwing on fourth and one at the end because I certainly didn't think, they would go for i think with chad henny and what he had just done on the previous series you're probably thinking okay you're going to get a half-hearted uh you know trying to get some kind of encroachment or neutral zone infraction there but no one's expecting a play call and if they are surely no one's expecting that henny is gonna be trusted to throw in that spot so credit to andy Reid going for the win so many other coaches would maybe be inclined to trust their defense in that spot but Yeah. Credit to the Browns. Great season Uh, all year. I was kind of down on them from an analytic point of view. I didn't think they were as good as the numbers they had been putting up on the scoreboard, but uh, you know, they kept it close. They were in there and uh, you know, but I I, I think the best team still got through and hopefully that best team is with a healthy, healthy Patrick Mahomes.
0: Well, you know, and, and I want to call out Andy Reid for a second. He's, his quote, this is his quote. He says, there was a chance back in the day that Patrick comes back in the game. You saw him run up the tunnel. By the time he got to that point, he was feeling pretty good. But there's now a protocol that you have to follow, and that takes it out of the trainer's hand and the player's hand and the doctor's hand. Yes, because guards were getting their heads beat in, and you needed this protocol to keep people alive. Yeah, I mean, I mean how does Andy Reid? Andy Reid's no rookie here. He has been in this league for a long time. They have the protocols because of reasons. Do I need to talk about Junior Seau? Do you want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers? Like, Do you want to go dark and get in there? Because Patrick Mahomes should not have been able to come back in that game, and it's good that he wasn't.
1: Yeah, and I I mean, uh, for a player as good, as young as Patrick Mahomes, who has the potential to somehow – be even better as he grows in the game. I, I, I mean, I, I'd want him in bubble wrap out there. I, I it just, it terrifies me. You know the way that they utilize him, even though it, it's productive. But yeah, I mean, this idea that, uh, you know, even if the Chiefs lost that game, and I mean, you know, Super Bowls aren't a given, but any possibility that you're mortgaging any part of this young kid's future, this isn't his last legs either. And don't get me wrong, it wouldn't be right to do this to a veteran QB either. But uh, from, a, you know, if I can be darkly practical or pragmatic on the subject, Mahomes is going to be around for a while and the Chiefs are going to be successful for a long time with him healthy as a QB. So any semblance of, you know, uh, you know, there might have been a time. Yeah, that's true. But you're absolutely right, Seth. Uh, you know, we also ended a lot of careers early and unfortunately a lot of lives early too by doing stuff like that.
0: And, you know, look, I want him as much as anybody. I, I, I mean, I'm rooting for the kid. I, I, I actually had a played catch with the kid. I've told that story. Have I told that story on this podcast?
1: You have, but you should tell okay. it again.
0: Well, I should. The, the, the concussion protocol, step one, symptom-limited activity. Then he has aerobic exercise and can't have any impact. Then it's football-specific exercise. Then it's team-based non-contact training. And then he's cleared for full football activity. And the question is, can he get all of that by Sunday? And then they're not doing something to bend the rules. And that's the impact. Now, from a betting standpoint, you don't know because Andy Reid doesn't know. No, Patrick Mahomes doesn't know if he's playing on Sunday. How can a better what can Bavada do?
1: Yeah. Pat Morrow doesn't know if he's playing on Sunday so yeah that uncertainty is uh' it's, it's currently baked into the line right now and what we're seeing is two things so far first of all we're seeing the Chiefs are three-point favorites at home which if this was not the AFC championship game if this was a regular season game uh, we'd be a little bit more inclined to keep this line off the board uh, just because uh, whether it's uh, you know concussion protocol or other injury-related stuff. COVID, we learned a lot this season. This is something we need to be on top of because any announcement on this means you know tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars pouring in onto a side when that information comes in. Uh, we do have the benefit this week of only having two NFL games that we really need to be paying attention to. And really, this Chiefs-Bills game is getting about 90% of our attention so far not expecting any surprises in injury news uh, perhaps some breaking weather stuff coming out of Green Bay but that's about it uh, so what can I say about the Chiefs currently minus three at Bovada. Uh, currently getting 50 50 actions so far but I think uh, a lot of uh, when we get or if we get I should say you know a clear bill of health on Mahomes we will see that line push way past three probably, uh, Easily three and a half, probably four. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but getting off the key number of three in the NFL is significant. Something like 18% of all games land on that key number of three your key numbers in football being three, seven, uh, 10, 17, et cetera, et cetera. So it is impactful that it is on that three right now. Uh, what we also have uh, in, I guess, anticipation of uh, this breaking news, whenever it does come out, because we've talked about this before, Seth, uh, we're going to find out about it on Twitter before we find out anywhere else. Uh, Because we expect line movement, whether it be in the Bills' favor or the Chiefs' favor, given uh, Mahomes' injury status, uh, we have these lines restricted right now. So you can only get about maybe half the amount that you could normally get on these NFL games. Once uh, Mahomes' injury status becomes a little bit more clear, we will open those limits up. And then usually day of game is when we enhance those limits. So you see this kind of graduation of limits, uh, not entirely dissimilar to what we do on a week to week basis with regular season games. But again, given the uncertainty around uh, the most impactful player in this game, if he's healthy or not healthy, uh, we've got those limits a little bit lower than usual. Uh, I just want to comment uh, very quickly. The bills money line is incredibly popular in this game. You can get the bills at plus plus one thirty-five on the money line. If you like to skip a, uh, that plus three point spread. And this is something that we see a lot at Bovada that when you have a point spread on three. So basically a a point spread that's representing a push on that key number. It's not as popular with people that like to back the underdog there. They don't like to buy that push insurance. They like to say, well, if they're going to cover that plus three, they're probably going to win, or I'm going to get my money back. It's why that plus plus one thirty five is that much more attractive to players historically in that spot on the money line conversely if you're a chiefs fan you're probably thinking yeah you know what if they win this game you know they'll probably do it by three or more and if it's only by three i get that insurance so you do see this kind of split a bit where if you're a chiefs backer you're a little bit more likely to take that minus three and if you're a bills backer you're that much more likely to take the plus 135 over under is 53 and a half in this game so i think whoever's under center for the chiefs uh you know the chiefs defense still not particularly great although tyron matthew looked fantastic last week I think the Bills are going to put up points. I think the Chiefs, even if it's Henny, are going to put up points. Or even a limited Mahomes are going to be able to put up points. Uh, He's not a QB that needs to scramble. He's a fantastic pocket QB. The improv is with the best of them. Even if limited, I think we would expect the Chiefs to score a lot on Sunday.
0: You know, what would jump the line more if he's cleared or if he's given a green light? Because, like, right now we're stalled in yellow. And no one knows if he's going to get cleared or not. He doesn't. We all established that. So, I and I heard everything you just said. What would give the, the, the line a boost and what would get more action if he is cleared to go or not cleared and it's official that he's out?
1: If he's not cleared, we're looking at a scenario in which the Bills have uh, now become favorites in the AFC championship game. Um, I think if he's cleared but not given the thumbs up, we're probably seeing a scenario where uh, maybe this dances around the three a little bit. If he's given a full, you know, clean bill of health and, you know, he's feeling great and he's doing good and we can feel confident in those reports, I think that's when we start seeing the Chiefs. Uh, move from minus three all the way up to three and a half, four, maybe even four and a half for this game. Um, and, and, and we would see the over-under in that spot uh, correspondingly go up with it. A healthy, healthy Patrick Mahomes doesn't just mean the Chiefs are that much more likely to win the game. Also means that there's more of a likelihood of points being scored and the Bills having to match that uh, points. Uh, uh, really crazy stat from last weekend. Uh, just thinking about the Bills going to this Chiefs game, which uh, over-under bettors will certainly want to consider uh, I think the Bills threw uh, 19 times before their first uh, designed running play last week. It might've been more. And their first running play in that game was actually a Josh Allen scramble against the Ravens, not even a design run. Uh, and that was in windy conditions. So it's interesting to see, uh, you know, a team like that get away from, you know, the traditional balanced offense, but in such a bizarre way. I mean, I, I remember Bill Belichick sometimes scripting games where, Hey, if one play is working, we're going to run it 10 times in a row. But to see the Buffalo Bills, the team of my youth that would grind games out a little bit, definitely more of a balanced approach to pass 19 times before a QB scramble. uh, I thought that was fascinating to see something that when those plays aren't successful, stop the clock as well. So an unsuccessful passing play, uh, they're also good for over-unders as well. So that's something that betters will certainly want to keep in mind uh, with two teams that can certainly score in bunches, especially if Patrick Mahomes is healthy.
0: Well, we'll see. Uh, we, we, we can only say we'll wait and see. Uh, I'm fascinated by by the whole thing. Um, and I'm hoping I'm, I'm pulling for the guy, not because I want to see him play uh, against the rules. Understand, I want the concussion protocol to be normal. And if he's healthy, great. If he's not, I don't want him put in there when he's not. But the reality is, is that. I, I root for the kid and I root for the chiefs um, and who knows, maybe it's a great story in Chad Henney, but the Buffalo bills are a really cool story too. And uh, th- th- it's, it's a great football game and it's a great matchup and who knows who, you know, just, just who knows uh, the season started in Kansas city and this, you know, obviously will be their last home game. Uh, no matter what, we'll see if they go to the Super Bowl and, 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 and what that is. Then there's the other game. The other game is an interesting one because you had two quarterbacks that were considered ancient facing off against each other, Tom Brady out edging out Drew Brees. That game was 2020 going into the fourth quarter. You, the NFL was g- given a gift uh, for that one. Uh, now Tampa Bay goes into frigid Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers, who while is not Tom Brady's age, he's still a veteran nonetheless. Um, can Brady work his magic again on the road?
1: Yeah, man, that's, uh, you know what? I, I think that new Orleans Tampa game, it certainly delivered on being compelling going to the fourth quarter, but man, those QBs, uh, sure look their age. I think, uh, Al Michaels made the quip about uh, both of them being eligible for AARP sooner rather than later. And, and they, they look like that, you know, Brady was better than breeze in that game, but. I think, uh, I, I think that's, that, that was a tough one to swallow if you're a New Orleans Saints fan because that defense was legit this year. They ran the one trick play with Jameis Winston who was able to throw it 40, 50 yards downfield. And Drew Brees had not shown the ability for most of the season to be able to make that pass. And I think that allowed Tampa to cheat a lot in that game and really uh, you know keep that uh, you know previously dynamic offense. Gosh, Michael Thomas, I think zero receptions for the game. Uh, you know, they became really one-dimensional. Kamara was able to do a little bit of stuff, but as the offense became predictable, that was tough as well. Uh, I think looking for, looking ahead to Tampa Bay, at Green Bay, I'm curious to see what Tom Brady is able to do outdoors in, you know, less than charitable conditions in Green Bay, Wisconsin, after looking pretty ordinary in the Dome. I mean, I, I again, I, I do have to give credit to that New Orleans defense and what they were able to do. Uh, but... All that said, Green Bay Packers currently four-point home favorites at Bavada. Action pretty split so far. Uh, I I thought the Packers were going to open up as uh, larger favorites in this game. Uh, I'm probably suffering from a little bit of recency bias and how good they've looked. Uh, but again, you have to take into account who the Packers have been playing. You know, they played a Rams team that, uh, you they know, yeah, yeah the Packers were able to score were better on than. Them. Yeah. But you know, yeah, the Packers were able to score on the Rams, but they got a lot of possessions because Jared Goff, you know, kept giving them the ball over and over and over again. And you know, they've got problems in LA in the off season. But looking back at this game, I think um, you know the Packers of all the remaining teams, you know, they they they've had the easiest run coming out of the NFC. I mean, they dominated the regular season. They had you know they benefited from having easy opponents in the uh, uh, in the playoffs as the number one seed is want to do. Uh, you know, I, I think Tampa Bay as maybe getting the experience they need. They're looking okay at this time of the year, but uh I'm not really sure at all who comes out this one, even though I think the Packers, you know, should be slightly more favored. Uh the over-under currently sitting at 51 and uh black black so far in that game. So currently seeing split action on the over-under.
0: Do you get the sense that people are betting with their heart on this one? Because there's a lot of Brady support and they'll say well, he worked his magic again in the fourth quarter. You can't bet against Drew Brees. Uh, can't bet against uh, Tom Brady. Do you think that applies to any of this?
1: Yeah, you can't uh, can't count out touchdown Tom, as the kids like to say. And I, I mean, we did see that. Uh, touchdown it, Tom. Touchdown Tom. No, um, John Boyce. That uh, you know he Sports cheated, Nation. right? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's. Uh, but, uh, um, well, hey, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. No, come on. We're not endorsing that. We're not endorsing oh, that. No, no, but, no. Uh,
0: Tom Brady's name is mud in our house. Ugh.
1: That's my, my best friend's actually a massive uh, Patriots and Tom Brady fan. And uh, so I like giving him the business as well. But... Uh, yeah, I, I, there certainly is a Tom Brady bias when it comes to uh, betting. And, and we actually saw that in the Saints game, unfortunately, with, uh, again, this continued rise of in-game wagering, uh, the Saints were able to take an early lead. The Bucks looked terrible early. I think they were three and out on their first two drives and needed to go for a fourth down conversion early on to stop uh, three straight possessions of punting uh, on their f- opening series. But, you know, they, they came back. They got those juicy underdog odds. We ended up losing a, a small six-figure amount on that Tampa Bay comeback as a result. So I think this idea of being able to bet on Tom Brady from behind is attractive to players. I do think similar to the Buffalo Bills, because this is a small point spread of only four points, uh, you're able to get uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at plus 165 on the money line, that that will be attractive and continue to be more attractive Come game day, uh, I do think we'll see an interesting disparity. Uh, again, slightly similar, where we'll probably see a little bit more Packers money on the spread, a little bit more Bucks money on the money line. Uh, I mean, that's great for us. The Packers can only cover that spread if they win that game, so our bets are usually hedged one way or another uh, in that spot. I, what we will see again is that if the Bucks go down at all at Lambeau, that uh, we will see a lot of Bucks money come in. Uh, That was true with Tom Brady in Tampa this year. It was true with Tom Brady in New England, whenever that was the case. Um, And it looks like he's going to keep going. You know, uh, Drew Brees is on his way out. By all accounts, we have him as the favorite to be in the booth next year, as opposed to being under center. But we know Tom Brady wants to keep going. And, you know, he's certainly got the weapons there in Tampa to do it. And he had a pretty decent season. So maybe someone like him can weather that weather that weather in Green Bay. Goodness, didn't mean to do that. But, uh, you know, I I think that defense looks good. I think Green Bay, I'm probably higher on them than I should be. I know earlier in the year I was concerned about their Jekyll and Hyde treatment with a lot of different teams. I think a tough defense in that weather, uh, you know, a game like that, uh, like so many games like that at this time of the year, one turnover, one fluky play, uh, wouldn't surprise me at all to see Tampa do it.
0: You know, the funny part about all of this is – uh, the Green Bay Packers have been the quiet ones. Like, there's been so much talk about Tom Brady and Drew Brees and whether the Saints or the Bucks, and there was so much hype. What about Green Bay and the season that they've had? There's been a lot of money won on them.
1: A lot of money won on them. Another team that uh, if you can get uh, Aaron Rodgers in game, uh, you know you gotta love that. Uh, it's yeah, you know, but but you're right. They kind of were under the radar a little bit, and I think it was because. You know, the Packers didn't really do much in the draft to make people think like, oh, you know, we're, we're getting we're getting excited for this team this year. You know, I, I think uh, Detroit was popular in the analytics community going into the season. Chicago, God help them if they could ever figure out their situation under center. You know, that's a team that seems like, you know, they've been on the precipice of maybe, you know, taking that NFC north over uh, Minnesota tough year because they, uh, you know, a a lot of low score losses to teams. They're right there with Seattle early on. That was a team that could have saw their uh, trajectory definitely going a different direction. And Green Bay, you know, they weren't blowing out a lot of teams. They struggled uh, with the Jaguars early on. Uh, You know, the Eagles game, uh, you know, was a bit tighter. They smashed the Titans on Sunday night football uh, with two weeks left in the season. And that was when I really thought they were a bit legit in that scenario there. And they did that at home. I think in a scenario that kind of proved to players or not proved to players, proved to betters that, Oh yeah, this is a team that will continue to be successful outdoors and really flex that over uh, teams from warmer uh, climates. And I think that might may bear well for them. Uh, But yeah, a lot of money made on the Packers this year, finishing 13 and three when they won games, generally covering the spread in those scenarios, unlike a team like the Kansas city chiefs that, uh, there now nine games in a row that the chiefs haven't covered the spread. That's bizarre.
0: I mean, it really is bizarre. All right. So you have two games, you have two odds, and I will say this, uh, keep an eye on the status of Patrick Mahomes. That's going to affect it between now and Sunday, and it should be fantastic entertainment. That's the, that, 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 that's, that's the best thing about it is, is that if you don't have a horse in the race, you, you know, and, and most betters obviously do, but man, is it going to be just thrilling entertainment? You have two lines that are close. Yes. There are prohibitive favorites, but not by a lot, not like last week. And last week was great.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you've got uh, four teams with four incredible offenses, really good quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, the emergence of Josh Allen and Diggs together when, you know, I, I was looking back the other day at some of the comments uh, on Twitter, uh, Every now and again, that old takes exposed does uh, you know just retweets everyone from March, and they were basically you know giving uh, Stefan Diggs the thoughts and prayers treatment about going to the Bills after Allen's uh, you know 2019 campaign, and how good has that been to see the way that they both elevated each other's games to just really you know that is it's the perfect quarterback situation for Diggs because Diggs can extend a route like no other. Allen can scramble and you know throw. Uh, in a way that you know is patrick mahomes-esque but probably maybe a little bit more speed uh perfect compliments to each other i uh, i i love the love fest of them it reminds me of that first year that aaron Rodgers and greg jennings won a super bowl together and you know greg jennings you know it's a shame wide receivers don't last as long as qbs because that was a nice duo in green bay when they were there together but, you know, that similar kind of love fest, I just thought, ah, you know what? That's a team that's worth rooting for. Patrick Mahomes, one of the nicest guys in the NFL who does fun things every week when healthy. Aaron Rodgers, they talk about one of the most cerebral uh, QBs. And Tom Brady, you know, uh, Seth's uh, favorite quarterback in the league, we've just yeah. heard. Uh,
0: you know, uh, Cheater. Most Super
1: Bowl wins of all time. Like, you know, footballs. <laughs> another chance to, uh, you know, do it again with another team still showing signs of life at this advanced stage of his career. Uh you have great lines, you have what should be close games, but you have, you know, compelling and interesting teams and stories. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers has to finish his career with the second Super Bowl. You know, I, I'm, I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan, not a Green Bay Packers fan. And a guy that good at his craft should not be exiting with one, should not be exiting with less than Eli Manning, for goodness sake.
0: <laughs> well, I'll say this, you know, you want to talk about good guys versus good guys, <laughs> Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, I'll buy a jersey. <laughs> 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 Patrick Mahomes for those of you who don't know if you're new to the podcast when ta- when Patrick Mahomes was three or four years old uh, his dad Pat Mahomes uh, was a former pitcher for the Minnesota Twins and when I worked for Major League Baseball we were down in twin spring training on a day when uh, the team was uh, Pat Mahomes came as a guest and brought his, his son Patrick and uh, I turns out was in the clubhouse just you know chit-chatting with 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 friends because i was de- close with tory hunter and Latroy hawkins and jock jones and those guys tell me later that this little boy threw a ball at me and i caught it and threw it back to him and i think we did that two or three times that young little baby uh, baby little boy uh turned into the super bowl mvp and so i can then say I played catch with Patrick Mahomes and it's, it's true. And I didn't know it then. And I didn't appreciate it then. Cause you would have thought the least I could have done is take a picture with him, but who knew what, what he would become 20 years later.
1: Incredible. And uh, yeah, just again, to re-emphasize it's, he, he's still so young and he's had this much success. Uh, you know, the sky's the limit. I, I think when we see, uh, you know, what Aaron Rodgers has been able to continue to do at an advanced age, uh, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes, Not only has that same skill set, but, you know, clearly that QBIQ to make something out of nothing, to rethink the position, to improv in a way. You know, he can throw with whatever hand and maybe his foot uh, at some point. Uh, It's it's incredible what he can do out there. It's exciting to see. And, uh, I mean, you know, for all four fan bases, uh, for all four fans of individual players, as I think a lot of sports uh, trends towards that with player movement, uh, you know, we become player fans as much as we become team fans. There's so much to enjoy about this Sunday. So, yeah, we want a healthy Mahomes. And I think even if you're a Bills fan, you know, you probably – you probably – you've pro- got to be high on your team right now. you got to be thinking that you can beat a healthy KC with a healthy uh, Patrick Mahomes under center. You don't want anyone talking asterisk. You want to go in there and flex and show that, yeah, we're for real and we did this with the full sum of our parts versus the full sum of their parts. And I, I can't wait for these games to get underway.
0: The argument, by the way, for Buffalo is that Kansas City is not as good as – They were last year. If you're comparing this year's chiefs to last year's chiefs, last year's chiefs was more dominant. That's that's a fact. And that's the bill's best saving grace.
1: And the bills have only continued to improve as the season has progressed. They've really, you know, with a lack of a preseason, uh, I mean, they weren't bad to start the year, but this is a team that's really rounded into form their defense. uh, saw a little bit more success, uh, you know, holding the Ravens to as little as they did uh, the other day. I mean, and that was a game that if not for that pick six in the end zone could have went the other direction, but that bill's defense looked really good and they hadn't been particularly good all year. And, You know, this evolution of a team that, you know, I I think they they're confident, they believe in themselves and it's showing in the results. Uh, So uh, I I think if we were trying to line this game week one, week two, we're talking about the Chiefs as you know, a seven, seven and a half point favorite with a healthy Mahomes, a healthy Mahomes isn't probably not getting anywhere past four or four and a half in this game. So really speaks to the evolution of the bills. And, you know, it would have been tough for the Chiefs to mirror how good they were last year. Still a very, very good team. But, uh, yeah, I'd say the Bills got to be feeling really good about their chances, whoever they're facing under center.
0: Now, there's no secret that uh, it would be definitely something uh, that is worth seeing. All right, that'll do it for the Bavada At Odds podcast. For Patrick Morrow, my name is Seth Everett. Uh, enjoy the games. We will be back to preview the Super Bowl, plus see what else is going on in sports. You know, the NBA is going on, the NHL is going on. There's still a lot to talk about. We'll see you next time.